joining me on this very auspicious, very special 100th episode of the Art of War Down Under podcast. I am starting this episode, I'm starting this 100th episode, the triple digit alumni time, because I'm bringing back the guy who I started this show with. Myself is joined by Nick Nadavati. Welcome, my man. Hello, Adam. Thanks for having me back on. Always a pleasure. Dude, my absolute pleasure to have you back. This is exactly what I wanted for episode 100. The fates have kind of decreed that it fell into place that we got to do this. And um, man, you were the biggest reason that I started this show in the first place. Because we were like kind of working together on some stuff, but not. And then I think you were just like, why aren't you doing a show, Adam? And then Josh Diffie was like, why aren't you doing a show, Adam? And I was like, I guess I'll do a show, guys. <laughs> and 100 episodes later, here I am. Like, Dude, that's amazing. I'm so glad to be back and be a part of that story. You're doing a great job. And honestly, it's an honor to be here. Some days it's a, you did this to me feeling. And other days I'm like, so grateful to have the opportunity that I got to do this. That's the grind. That, that is exactly how <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, we're here for episode 100, guys. I put out a vote as to what you guys wanted me to do for episode 100, because there was too much new stuff coming out for me to take a week off and just like smell the roses and have like a recap 100 episodes episode. Um, or maybe I'll send that for episode 200. I don't know, something crazy. But we are here to review the points changes and the data slate changes from the Warzone Nephilim updates and all the other stuff and things. It's a lot of stuff as come out uh, we've already done warzone nephilim myself and matt morisoli went through every single secondary thank you to everybody who has uh, messaged in saying thank you for doing every secondary we need i needed to hear that and um i've had people saying yeah i did it over three sittings but i loved it because we did like we did like two hours and 10 minutes 20 minutes on it nick it was a, it was a uh, no i i totally get it we jack and i straight read through the chaos codex for five I hours saw... i was hoping to get that done in two and jack oh. was like maybe three maybe three i was like i want two and then it turns into five Dude, that's a hell of a book. That is a it, it hell was, of a book. It was a lot. I don't know uh, how we got yeah. there. Jack and I are, are on a new level of closeness after that. Dude, you're bonding. That's right. Something. I actually feel that on this show, though. I feel like when someone comes on this show and they give me, you know, sometimes sometimes four hours of their life, sometimes more. Anthony Villa was on for four weeks straight, giving me like three hours a week. I feel like I've just like made a, a really close mate. And that's one of the honestly, the that's part of this game, and it's why we play it. Not to get all sappy, but I love getting sappy about this stuff because I've made so many friends through this game, like I, mm. through podcasting, through streaming, through playing, coaching, whatever. Like every avenue that I've explored this game, I made friends doing it mm. i mean uh, and now i get people coming up and saying hey i love your show love your show and i feel like i know them oh, well i feel like they know me and not in a good way because i feel like i say some very silly things on this show at times but it's my absolute gra gratitude to be able to provide this sometimes i feel like i'm providing a service sometimes i feel like i'm here just as, as window dressing for whoever other experts on the show like i feel like my opinions don't, don't hold as much weight which is totally fair enough that's why it's me and an expert but um i just wanted to say my absolute pleasure to be, to have done 100 episodes of the Art of War Down Under podcast. You guys are all amazing. Thank you so much for the incredible support over you know, 100 episodes. I I couldn't can't tell you how much it means to me and, and helps me do this show every week, especially when I'm putting multiple hours in, getting up at all hours of the morning to make sure it accommodates my guests and whatnot, and just putting it out every week for you guys. I think I've missed two weeks since I started this show. Um, one was for I took a week off over Christmas, and another one I think. I was absolutely destitute. Might have been the week I had COVID. So, um, so I took I've, literally. It's I've, I've been doing this for about 102 weeks, is what I assume, and I've took two weeks off. So here we are. So we're going to jump in, and the way we're going to do this one is we're going to go faction by faction. What changed? Is it significant? What are you going to see? And then in part two, we're going to write some brand new flavor lists for the new meta. We're also going to talk about some of the things that we've learned. I've, I've commentated on a bunch of games. I've talked to some of the best players in Australia about what's changed for them in their lists and the way they play, what I'm, what I'm changing about the way I play my game. And I know Nick's got a bunch of games under his belt in addition to has you know contact with you know, a very deep pool of great brains. So in part two, we're going to unpack what you need to know about list crafting, gameplay, and what we've learned so far, because the changes are freaking drastic and dramatic. Nick, this is the time for you to plug all of the things. 
Well, all right. Adam, first I want to thank you for being part of Art of War for apparently 102 weeks. That's basically two years. I want you to know that's 52 weeks in a year or something. That's pretty awesome, man. Thank you. Might as well be. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No, but also, if you have no idea what we're talking about, we are talking about Art of War. That is where we have an amazing community focused on getting people better at 40K, having them enjoy their hobby more, and just becoming a better gamer overall and making friends in the community. So you get access to some, some of the greatest minds in competitive 40K, like Richard Siegler, John Lennon, uh, myself, Jack Harpster, so many more. We basically have a community, maybe a YouTube channel, all that. Check it out. If you want further help in your thing, you can follow us up in the War Room. That is where we really get into it, where we teach professional coaching games. We hold clinics on all the various different factions, strategy sessions, meta breakdowns. We get tons of content every single week, about 12 videos per week, um, and it's month to month to get a shot. You know how Warhammer Plus is to like general consuming of the fluff of the fan base. You know, you want to see a bit of, you know, Hammer and Bolter and all that stuff. Art of War is literally like a Netflix for the competitive game. That's, yeah, very apt. There are so many different streams, like, you know, sorry, the Math Hammer clinics, the, the Know Your Enemy, the, um, pros and cons the different like little little like shows little flavor shows and then on top of that you just got best players in the world playing the best most relevant listening to each other the grind the scraps the the highs and lows it's freaking fantastic and you get to see it all in the same one place uh for my personal show guys this is a two-part podcast as you know part one we're here you're listening to it congratulations you found it if this is your first time you're amazing episode 100 is your first show you're awesome if not and you want to get part two come over to the art of war down under on patreon or the art of war 40k.com where you can purchase this podcast in addition to the other two art of war podcasts the one that the one that nick runs with the wonderful paul murphy one of my favorite people in the world um what's your episode this week going to be on if you know mate oh actually i'm very excited to do it i think we're recording it tomorrow we are talking to sasha elder crowd he's a guest we've had on once or twice before he's known for playing some very off the wall space ring listen this time he's not going to disappoint he's going to be showing us all about how he plays the raven wing oh my lord i'm going to listen to that Oh, yeah, I'm listening right. to that. Raven Wing so, is something we have been hearing the fans been asking for. They're like, where is your Raven Wing content? So we got someone who placed, I believe, in top eight of the ACO tournament just the other week. Uh, with Fantastic. Raven I'm going to be all up in that episode. Um, all right. Jumping off in this one, we're going to literally just jump down the points changes. And then as we're talking about the points changes, we're going to naturally pivot into uh, what changed in the data slate in addition. We're kind of going from some of the most significant and just working our way down. They're not in any particular order, anybody. We're just talking about the ones that we felt like we want to talk about first up. And the first one is freaking Eldari. There is a quite a bit to unpack here because we wanted to start with one of the, the crunchy, juicy ones first. My man, points changes wise, what significantly happened? Well, all right. So Eldar got uh, a lot of slap on the wrist points, in my opinion. All their Phoenix Lords went up 10 points. Uh, one of them, I think, went up 20. For the most part, just they went up to 150 and 160. Um, Farseers, they went up five. That's fine. You're going to take them still. Dire Avengers, they went up one. Uh, they were very good at their... At a, their current cost point, I think they probably deserve this. They probably deserve to go up two. So they deserve, you know, I think they deserve to go up two, and this is yeah, just fine. Got, I, I'd say yeah. we got off easy on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swooping Ox took two points. I think they needed that. I actually, I would have rather see them stay around 18 or go down to 16, but fix their rule. Their rule is like busted. Uh, they're mechanically broken, not like stat-wise or like gun broken. Um, so it's, I feel like it's a bit of a miss there, but two points on Hawks is fine. Striking Scorpions went up one as well. I don't really like Scorpions that much. I think they're one of the weaker Aspect Warrior units. I know they're, they're not uncommon, so I get it, but it's fine, I guess. Howling Banshees went up one as well. They probably deserved that. Howling Banshees, I think, five mans are in every single other list that exists. So It's either that or they should have specifically hit the, the Banshee Exarch powers, right? Because yeah. they're, they're the bit that makes that go, right? With just five Banshees is probably was probably fine for the points. It was the Exarch that like, was like a, a mini succubus that was kind of blowing people out. I absolutely agree with that, especially because the Exarch ends up having three wounds, and then I treat the Banshees as literally four ablative wounds that do like so, combat yeah. tricks. So it's like... It's a seven-wound character is how I view her, and that's not the Banshee's fault. That's her fault. That's her fault. Yeah, exactly right. This one's... I, I scratch my head at these next two. Fire Dragons going up one? I, I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Like, what? Fire Dragons aren't in any, aren't anywhere. <laughs> who, They're like who did they the Who did they hurt? <laughs> who did they hurt? <laughs> like, who doesn't like Fire Dragons? <laughs> drop? Uh, it's James. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, one's even, this one's even worse. Warp Spiders up two. 
Why? Spiders up to I I don't know, man. I, well, they, I, I so they were very popular when the Codex first came out amongst the competitive community, and I I get that maybe that's a knee jerk thing, but like if you if they're keeping up with what's good, and they seem to be doing a really good job of that lately because it's so dynamic. Worm spiders are not worthy of a two point eight. No, and uh, they're going to be relegated with as soon as Armor Contempt came out. I feel like they got relegated to points getters to engage like, scorers, R and D scorers more that's than all they, they are, really like that and small. Exactly. Skirmishy shooty. Yeah, they don't do any damage. Like, uh, yeah, they don't really do any damage. I mean, they, they're actually not too bad in the mirror, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, finish it off, mate. What are the other major changes? So they're Wireweave Net on the Rangers. That went up five points. Unfortunately, I actually liked it at five points, and I took it at five points. I don't think I'm taking it at ten. Uh, I don't like that one. And then Scatter Lasers went up five as well. I get why, but I don't think do it's you? good. Are you, able, I mean, are you able to explain why? Because I don't get this. So scatter lasers, I think, I think they're good when in a meta that wants scatter lasers, and I think these point changes aren't necessarily reflective of like the meta we're in. Um, that's like like war spiders going up too makes no sense, but I don't think they're factoring in armor of contempt, uh, making them true. worse. That's true. Uh, so, so like that- scatter lasers are not good in a world of two up armor saves and one up armor saves, but they are. It is a good weapon on a bike, but like I, I don't think it's necessary at all. Yeah, me either. I, I and I scratch my head at the fact that this by, by them changing this means that. Shuriken cannon bikes at the same points and were the better choice already in the vast majority of circumstances. Uh, for sure, I think they totally missed on that one. I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I'm trying to I don't trying really, to look I at don't. this with like a not just why did they do this UWI? But like, <laughs> I don't get this one honestly. Well, but so if when I when I do a lot of these reviews, guys, I like to I like to look at well, especially when I look at points, I like to look at what the, how hard the top list of that faction got hit. And right now, the top list of the faction went up 20 points in Baharoth, 10 points if you took a Karandras or a, a Jane Zara as well. So that's 30 points just there. Uh, usually you had your minimum two Farsis, another 10 points, 40 points. Dire Avengers, 30 Dire Avengers and Halo Doom. So we're up to 70 points. Swooping Hawks, always had two Swooping Hawks. It's another 20 points. So we're up to, what, 90? Um, and then literally, what else went up? Uh, Hailing Badge is usually there's two to five. Yeah, one unit of five. Well, I use one. Some people run two. So, rough, rough, so a square flat 100 points is where I've seen the, the best Eldari list. So our Asurani list go up. Is it, you reckon that's fair? I think we're Eldar. I think these are mostly fair points nerfs. I, I don't think Eldar was like egregiously undercosted. I think where Eldar was insane was their mechanisms to move through like fire and fade and battle focus. And they, they hit that in the balance data sheet. Perfect hand pass. Uh, let's segue into the, the changes that they got in the balance data slate. So, First and foremost, they changed the um, auto auto six battle focus from being auto six to you just get to re-roll the dice, which is so much worse. And the firing fades only once per game now, yeah? Yeah, I want to highlight why that's so much worse. Because the Eldar is all uh, very, it's a bi- very binary. I, mean, I see you, and I don't, and you don't see me. Or you do see me, and I get obliterated because I'm toughness three and four and yeah. made a paper and not good. So if I don't know where I have to move to not be seen and i'm rolling relying on a die even with a reroll. how what's my like risk threshold here two inches like i'm in a yeah. bank on rolling a two up on one die what about three inches how many times have i failed a three up re-rollable a lot yeah dude yeah so and, if you mess it up like it just sucks and then if you're limiting yourself to like a two or three inch movement it's not much room well the change is the fundamental play style of the list right because now it's it's not a a cagey defensive you know opportunistic list now it actually has to operate as a trading list i believe it actually has to be willing to make trades and it can still trade up and can and and at least once per game you know with a fire and fade and some and you're not so the way i see it now is you're not jumping from one side of wall to another you're jumping from left to right with the wall in front of you yeah yeah right right if you can do that that's fine yeah i i find with when you get into practical tournament play, unless you are very learned in the specific format you are going, you know that's going to work. If you go into an unknown terrain format or terrain formats that don't have completely unified, predetermined terrain, you'll there's a practical element that kind of mean it wants you to be more flexible than that. Yeah, uh, dude, my second last game at the tournament I just went to on the weekend, the guy had a unit of seven wind riders, and my Talamaster got an angle on him and, and killed six of them. You know, it's just that's that's just out what happens to Eldar, and that's your that's your the best units in your army at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't think these changes altogether have like kneecapped Eldar and made them terrible. I think this has brought yeah, them in the, line with with where the game should be. I think it's made them far. They have to play a far more fair brand of Warhammer because it, it was very unfair the way they used to play because there was it was not it was non interactive in the fact that they shot you you never get re, you never got reprisal. Yeah, um, it just it wasn't it's mechanically broken with respect to how 40k works or um, should work. 
So two other changes. Can you explain what happened with Hail of Doom and Eldritch Storm for everybody? Of course, of course. So Hail of Doom, uh, it became an all-consuming treat. I mean, you, cannot, you can't stack it with any other ones. The big combo was Hail of Doom and Masterful Shots to ignore his cover with your Hail of Doom. Really, really powerful in the armor contempt meta. You're still going to see Hail of Doom, I'm pretty sure, because it's still very good. But it's it's like one degree less broken. So that's yeah. pretty good. That's a good nerf for it, I guess. And then Eldritch Storm, that got just hit fairly hard. So now, I don't have it open right in front of me, Adam, so correct me if I'm wrong in my memory here. But basically, you pick up a spot within 24 inches just like before, and then you only hit units within range on a 4+, plus, and it's D3 mortals, and then if you do the actions, it's plus one on top of that for each one. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, the big the big key yeah. change here that I saw is that every Farseer that wants to channel it has to be able to see the point. So you can't just have one guy poke out and then battle focus back in, and then two other guys sitting on the other side of the freaking walls boost it up. So all three of them have to take the risk to go in and see it, meaning you know two more battle focuses that need to go off. It's actually just really hard because it's unlikely you have three... A lot of armies don't have three freaking bike Farseers or even two bike Farseers sometimes. So the opportunity for just two of them to draw the same line of sight is a lot harder as well yeah it's also it's not how elder wants to play you want your farseers in the back not getting obliterated after this elder storm is done your farseers are going to be too close so yeah and this is a good targeted nerf i like it i think elder storm well, created some feels bads because the whole thing was like you're hiding behind a wall and i'm gonna blow your army up anyway well um, and, help. but see the, the funny thing to me is that uh, this is why i don't think they take a lot of the chapter proof changes into account with this this is just blanket changes anybody who plays the game this is some stuff you can adopt because elder storm in my mind was already dead with the cp changes no one's dumping 3 CP on a thing that may do a bunch of wounds, may not do anything. That's um, true. The 4-up the four is really a, a, yeah. a buster. Yeah, it is. Uh, but anyway. You want guaranteed value from command points, and if you don't get it, because then you just spend resources and get nothing. It's basically gambling in 40k. You're embracing the luck element. And you know, I can gamble 1 CP maybe in this new uh, economy. Maybe I can gamble 1 CP. There's no way in hell I'm gambling 3. Like, there's no way. And I think the vast majority of players agree. Alright, jump it down. The next one, and this is, this is my, some of my favorite changes, I'm going to run through the Necron's points, and then we're going to have pass to Nick. Well, hold on, discuss. hold on. We forgot Harlequins and Jukari. They got oh, a couple worth mentioning. We might as well finish up Eldari, right? Yeah, so. right. Death Jester went on one up 15. I think he's paying for the sins of when he was the true Jeff the Dester at Adepticon <laughs> in that meta where they just schooled the entire scene for a weekend and then got busted. Um, this he's might very... be a little unnecessary now, but poor Jeff. Poor one out. Death Jester. <laughs> then we've uh, got uh, Drukari getting witches down one. That I think is good because witches got nerfed yeah. a lot for no reason. I don't know Agreed. why that happened. They were never a big offender, right? How are racks still going untouched? Like witches make like what is happening? And then the Tantalus went down thirty, and it's Hilarious. too now. I actually Hilarious. think Tantaluses are good in dark. Me too. Uh, in dark Technomancers, they get that extra damage and extra wound because they're not affected by all these nerfs. So and you just have that's, a bunch that's pretty good. Two fifty is good shooting. I think so too. And you could just chuck a bunch of grots in it and shove them down your opponent's face if you want, or incubi or whatever Anything. you please. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, I actually really like the Tantalus. I don't like transporting the model or the idea of owning the model, but I like the idea I, of using the model. I have two sitting in boxes. I need to do something with that. You should that's oh that'd be a cool army, man. Double yeah, Tantalus. Yeah. That's I want to make it. I have it. I own it. I just need to do something with it. Um, I don't think this changes much for Harlequins uh, or Drakari. Yeah. Just a little bit, little bit of juice, you know. I think Tantalus could become actually a meta choice if people adopt it. If it's good enough, I'm not sure. But if it is good enough, it's it's not guaranteed to be a meta choice because it's forge ruled and expensive and uh, hard to acquire. But it could be something like thirty points on that thing is substantial. Yeah. Um. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think anything changed for Drakari. Did anything change in the the balance dice for Harlequins? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think anything changed for, for either. So moving on, and if they did change, they're minor changes, obviously. Uh, moving on to Necrons. Necrons got the a swathe of reductions once again for the third time, I believe. Necrons they just got... really went from not even a relevant topic in 40k to, holy crap, Necrons. They have awoken from the slumber. They might be um, the biggest winner we've ever seen from a single points change in data slate. Like, so mm -hmm. first and foremost, Silent King down twenty, all Catan characters uh, down fifty. 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 Just 50. say that again. Fifty. So um, if you're running, if you were in the, I'm running three Catan list. You just got a hundred fifty points back. 
straight up. And not to mention, five down on um, Technomancers, in addition to their Canoptic Cloaks now free, Locust Destroyers down five, which I think is actually quite relevant, because I think they've got the shooting profile that Necrons need at the moment. It's one of the very few sources of AP3 with decent range. Um, Death Marks down three, Tomb Blades down five, Shadow Looms in addition down two. I think that's, is that the, that's the Ignore Cover upgrade, yeah? I think so. No, that's the Nebulous. I don't know which one is Shadow Lord. Oh, it's, it's something. It does a thing. Um, <laughs> Praetorians down three, Lich Guard down three, Ghost Ark down 15, and all Cryptic Cardana, the Arcana down five. This is pretty significant. Um, I think the only one that's missing off this list is I think Immortals went down one point. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're looking at a, at a handcrafted list over here of summaries of the changes, so could be missing one or two. Um, Give us a think, CLDR. This, this is... is yeah. This is huge. This is amazing. I mean, the all of this is good. These were all units you took and wanted to take, and they all went down. And the only thing that you took that you didn't really see going down was like wraiths, destroyers, scarabs, yeah. warriors. But those don't need to go down. Those are fine. It's all this stuff needed to go down. It got it. Catan's going down fifty. Actually, opens up the Catan build. I think that's legitimate now. That's certainly I, I, worth yeah. legitimate exploration, not just like we we knew what it was before. Yeah, I don't think the tri- I don't think the triple Catan's going to fly with the CP changes, but double Catan could be a thing for sure. And I, I I'm here for it. What do they? Do with tier CP? Do they cost CP? Oh no no! But yeah, you can only take one per detachment. So you oh, need. Yeah, that's if right. You want to take three so, three detachments? Your CP's nuked. Like so, right, double patrol is just fine. Starting you with know four. What, the Silent the King. I don't know if you want to run Silent King and then triple Satanless or double Satanless because that's a lot of character stuff. But like, he does give you command points back, and he's also one of the biggest beneficiaries of this new uh, balance Dude, data sheet stuff. Take it away. What changed? Silent King got this rule. It's pretty good. It actually applies to all <laughs> Necron vehicles now so not only the silent king who's a vehicle but also the ghost arc and uh the monolith and all the good stuff gained a keyword and it's it's a pretty good one it's core yeah it turns out there's a as a couple of things in this weird ninth edition you know brand new thing i'm getting ahead around this how this core thing works but i hear it's a big deal yeah so the core being silent king gives rerolls to hit to all core units for shooting within six and then he gives rerolls to wound for all combat with the units within six, and all these units just get it now. Like reroll to hit everything on shooting. You could run a Necron gun line. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. Silent King himself is core, so he just rerolls wounds now in close combat. Those men here, they don't miss. That's that's annoying. I liked it when they miss. I liked it when they missed too. Yeah, the destroyers, <laughs> their core. You could just make destroyers reroll everything. Pretty good. They went down. It's quite a change. You can also resurrect them. There's so many interactions with Necrons as a core. Uh, my will be done works and uh, whatever i think that's what and well, then they get the the healing you can revive the men here so it's crazy man so catacomb barges their core oh i can go on from- it's it just it just this pool goes really deep for the longest time necrons had a bunch of good well okay to relevant buffs not overpowered but they couldn't use them there's so many rules that they couldn't use because they had no core in their book last artist slate they got given core to you know all the canoptic units and, and, and a bunch more and now they just had essentially the entire book to got core now to all intents purposes every buff that they have works on every unit in fact maybe pretty much the katan are the only things that don't get buffed by everything now yeah it's you count what units aren't core instead of which units are core exactly right uh they also had another change their dynastic codes the remainder of the protocols they take how does that one work adam so it used to be that a necron's noble unit gave out an aura of their protocols so whichever protocols you use, this is your monofaction bonus. You add your little cards, you do that, you put them in order, and you flip one up, and then the noble gives out an aura of that one, and you pick one of the two dot points, or double if that's the, your special spicy one. Now it actually makes it nice. Oh, sorry, got it. Now it's every character. There's no longer noble restriction, right? Yeah. Yeah. Replace the noble keyword in all instances with Necron's character. So literally every character now gives that out. And so this is so much better because the way it was, the noble characters were so overcosted, it was kind of crazy that you had to take like a lord and an overlord, and all of a sudden you were like more than 300 points in the in the tank. Then you had to look at like taking a crypt deck as well, who actually gave out no auras. Um, but now the crypt deck gives out the auras too, so you can actually look at like not taking any nobles if you don't want to, just Silent King and su- supporting um, Technomancers whatnot. The other thing that changed for the protocols, yeah? So there's five turns of the game and there's six protocols. And what usually happens is you pick your five and and then you put them into order. Now what happens is that sixth one that you don't pick is active all freaking game. And of course, you're going to pick the one that's for your special spicy one, like for Novok, that's Hungry Void. So the entire game, your whole army is plus one strength and six is extra rend in combat for the entire game. And then the other ones are just in the order of which you, you place them. This is 
jive ne- freaking no- Necrons no- are just, they're out of control good from now. Like, holy crap. I don't know if that's true. They're very good, though. They've gone from zero to hero. I absolutely, I don't think we've seen, I'm hoping this takes them from C tier to minimum A tier. I'd, I'd love to see S tier Necrons through a little bit, just see how that shakes things up. I have never seen Games Workshop take actually buffing an army with a chapter approved type update so seriously there's like some upgrades you know some things get points decreases is nice whatever this legitimately took a faction that had very little love and made it quite relevant yeah i it is extremely relevant you can tell they've thought about this a lot the only thing i'm not sure they've thought about is just quite how busted the silent king might be with all these buffs um, yeah, that seems a little aggressive. It might be an oversight, uh, like non-character vehicle. I don't know, but yeah, he's, as of right now, he is. He is. <laughs> he's, he's he's he went down twenty points as well. He's a square four hundred. He's in every necromist. He just put him in. Necromist started like sixteen hundred. They're uh, running Silent King. My God, is he good, dude? When you can res the men, he is. He just gets so much harder to oh, kill. Don't even and, st- I, oh, I can't. He doesn't die if you res men. He He just won't. Because I've never. I don't know an army that one shot the silent king and, and maybe like four hammer heads could do it but like no one one shots the silent king so they're reviving six wounds every turn i'm absolutely here for it see the, the one people people are scratching their head like oh he shouldn't give himself re-rolls absolutely he should more than vile can give herself re-rolls a bad can give herself re-rolls everybody gives themselves re-rolls if they silent want to. King can give himself re-rolls that's just, that's fine he's crazy though he's so crazy totally fine he already hits on twos and wounds on twos versus like damn everything anyway it's not a big deal um that he re-rolls to hit or to wound um you know that's not a big deal he always he always kills everything goes into you regardless it's the it's the durability increase and how much more of the army he just buffs the crap out of that's that's where we're at uh necrons biggest winner so far and we're going to be hard pressed to find someone someone that something that that is a bigger winner than them but we're going to hit the transition let's talk about astartes in general all right so we're going to go through all of the different various chapters and see how they changed um ultramarines they got robert gilliman went down 80 that is a change he badly needed he he's been the victim of power creep around him the game has kind of evolved around him and he hasn't really kept up but his points cost certainly reflects how good he is now or at least it's closer Uh, i love that change calgar went down 30 another awesome change for ultramarines he's actually quite like usable at his, point, I, at his new think, price point i think calgar is absolutely awesome at that price point in the new in the new yeah, game he's he's a great he's not like abaddon levels of good but he's not priced like he's abaddon he's just really nah. good for his cost talion went down 20 points i, I didn't know talion still existed he's a scout man uh, never heard of him. does Okay. <laughs> I hope he is cool. I lo- he is a cool model, I think. But uh, yeah, Ultrain players. I'm sorry. This next one's actually really big for Ultrain players. This one uh, is big. Yeah, Vicatrix Guard went down ten points per model, and in my opinion, in the current game, three by two Vicatrix Guard, I I adore. I think is an they're amazing units. I have a coaching client who's a diehard Ultramarines player. He he's like, I will only play Ultramarines all the time. And I we're really working on his list for this new game we're playing. And his three by two Victor's cards certainly made an appearance. Dude, they they're re- awesome. Oh, they're so good. They're like a jack of all trades and do everything well. Sorry, keep going, mate. No, you're good. You're good. Vetrix card, we can they <laughs> can't say enough. Uh Adrex Agatone for Salamanders. Him and Vulcan both went down 15 points each. I think this actually opens up way more reason to play legitimate Salamanders instead of successor. You Agreed. already kind of wanted to because their trait's pretty good these days. But now these you can run the duo of these two and they just they smack. Iron Father Pharos went down 15 for Iron Hands. That's good. He got nerfed, so way to undo that. I like that. He's not been a presence for a while. Um, yep. Captain Lysander and Tor Garadon for Imperial Fist both went down 10. Rest in peace, my Imperial Fist buddies. Attacked by Kype still, will ride again. Still, still. We're still waiting. We're still waiting for them to undo <laughs> the badness that they did. They, they're still One paying day. for their sins from, from back when Indirect Fire was. Legitimately, they're paying for what Manny did with them. They're legit still. Like, Manny did so much badness and hurt so many souls that, like, two years later, they're still paying. Oh, it's it's a, amazing. Things and Fists, <laughs> their blue cousins, Pedro Cantor, went downtown as well. Pedro's great. Vote for I actually Pedro. Think, dude, I actually think Pedro's amazing. He's Pedro's an really amazing good. character in, like, a terrible faction. It, exactly right. That's <laughs> very sad. Uh, in the Black Templars, Primaris Crusaders got a variety of things. Their auto bolt rifles are free. Their power weapons are free. Their pyro pistol is free, and their pyro blaster is down five. That this helps. is actually pretty big. So now yeah. you can like it, it's a lot. It gives you a lot of reason to take the full twenty Primaris Crusaders and just chuck a couple of fists in there, chuck a couple of claws in there. Like you could just tool them all up for free. They're actually becoming it's like scary units. We'll get to Death Guard in a bit, but spoiler alert, they also get free stuff on all their Plague Marines. I priced out a Death Guard unit. I played with 
10 play brains kitted out with everything good you can give them, you get 110 points of free value on that year. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know you get these Primaris Crusaders, but I'm sure you can deck them out. This is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. Agreed. And then all, and for Deathwatch, all their kill team specialists went down 10. So that's lovely. Yep. Nice. They didn't want to spend points doing that, and it sucked that they had to, and now it doesn't hurt did, as bad. Did anything change for the Astartes in the balance slate? I don't think they got touched, did they? There's armor attempts still in play. Just regular space marines? Oh, no, no. Their balance data sheet didn't change. Um, didn't touch them. The yeah, rules didn't are the same. They just got points. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So I'm going to touch on the next one. Jack's not here, so I'll do the hype show for Jack. <gasps> Blood okay. Angels. All right. Okay, everyone sit down. Should I do my usual bit with Jack and, and just you know be sad while he talks about Blood Angels for 25 minutes? I'm not going to do 25 minutes. I'm going to wrap this up by saying Blood Angels, uh, the, the new best Astartes. Like I, I, they were probably I never thought I'd were. see the day. Another one, zero, not zero to hero, but oh, Blood Angels were not the best army for Space Marines for a long no. time. Yeah, and now they are pretty much undisputably the best. How they they, got, they, they went they, down in all the right places. Oh, dude. So, okay, the best Space Marine unit already was Sangard. They was already the best unit in all the Marine data slates. In every faction, I don't care which one, Sangard was the best one in the current game. And they went down two points per model. So just to go through it, Astaroth's down 10, Gabriel Seth's down 15, Tycho is down 5, Death Company are down 2, you actually played those, those are gooder yes, now. Yes, you did. Gooder, yes. Yep. Death Company Intercessors, they're down 2, I don't think you're yep. going to see many of those, but that is good. Second Guard down 2, what, what, what? Yeah, I know, what? I know, Pause. I know, broke my brain, dude, broke my brain when I saw that. I, I'm still on replay over here. Ball Predators went down 10, spam them out, get 3 of those in here, don't actually do oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 do it. <laughs> <laughs> that company HQ upgrade went down five as well. It's so it's the reason we're saying Sanguinary Guard are like awesome and Bloodiness in general are so awesome and, and why they made out like the bandits of the whole thing is because the whole game shifted, right? With the way secondaries work, it's a lot about how your faction plays secondaries and Bloodiness have a great secondary game. And then on top of that, their units are amazing and Armor of Content on Sanguinary Guard is out of control. They're just in a great spot. Amazingly, amazingly good spot. They are aggressive. They are a pressure build that can terrify everybody. I mean, Death Company going down and the Sangard going down. Feel free to purchase your Assault Marines now. That'll get free upgrades. Jack was just telling me his... Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Jack was just yeah. telling me his new Blood Angel list that was at the new changes, and it just has more. Like, everything... Yeah. Is, there's just more of it, and it's all better. Like, what is going on? Well, I personally now love the idea of having a second Death Company unit. One with Thunder yeah, Hammers, yeah, one with just Chainsaws. No, he just he had double hammers, eight hammers. Oh my God. He, he has no crazy. restraint. He has no yeah. restraint. That man. He has no respect. What I figure is, you want the the five with just a chainsaws when your opponent has like twenty, thirty crew out in front, and you got nowhere to land. So you just go pick up all the crew, every screen that they've got. They have to trade every screen they've got to not lose like crusts or hammerheads turn one, and that's just fine because I then like they have that nothing idea. to stop. I think screen clearing is a real thing for Blood Angels. I it like is. the assault yeah. squads in Blood Angels with flamers on their things because that's yeah. free. Same thing, yeah, dude. So, so we didn't cover it in the Astartes one, but yeah, like the assault squads, like the jump packs, uh, uh, just every upgrade's free. So you take your boys, you can take your, your double claws on your side for free, take your flamers for free. Um, they, can they, I don't think they can take plasma guns and melt guns like rapid just can, can't they? It was just the flamers and stuff? No, I believe they can. It's just five more points, so you actually have to pay for them. Ah, it's fine. If you want them, it's fine, but the flamers is good enough. You don't want to pay for your assault squads. The value that they bring is that they're a jump pack body for like 90 points. 90 points, exactly right. Um, but yeah, literally Blood Angels, everybody, um, pay attention. They're, they're going to be absolutely absolutely pushed. Dark Angels, I'm going to cover this quickly because these are my boys. Azrael is down 10 points. <laughs> um, Ezekiel's down 10 points as well. Uh, Deathwing Knights are down 4 points. You might see them now. I'm not too sure. We'll wait and see. Black Knights got their Corvus Hammers for free, so now they're a square 35 points for a black knight i will bad. be taking those are that's a, that's a price point i can get behind me too i'm gonna i'm you're gonna use my 10 my 10 black knights are gonna be making a, an appearance at an event at a table somewhere soon because that's fine to talk to dude. sasha and our, and our even wing talk tomorrow dude they're five points more than a regular bike but come with a freaking assault two-shot plasma gun and a corvus hammer and like it's, it's, it's amazing five points uh dark shrouds and land speed of vengeance are both down 10 points dude 110 points for land speed of vengeance is actually pretty yeah. good value. Uh, this is, um, these are good changes. They this are good, good, man. Stuff. Like I, I'm, I'll be taking the thunder strikes. Like me and John, we got together. You know, when I was over with you guys living in the house, and be like the thunder strike. Why is no one taking it? This thing is amazing. And now the land speed of vengeance is like forty points cheaper. 
than the Thunderstrike. I'm like, maybe this is the new Thunderstrike for me because it's 40 points. You're saving 120 points across the three that I was taking. And so, yeah, it just buys you the Dark Shroud. That's now 120 points, but whatever. Really, really good changes for Dark Angels. Not as impactful as the um, Blood Angel changes, but with the, when you take into account the secondary changes, it's clear to me that I feel like Ravenwing is the pushed portion of this book now over and above the the, the Deathwing because the Deathwing don't have the, the standstill and just auto get TTL and Stubborn Defiance anymore. So to the uh, last. I also Defiance. think that Ravenwing have a really cool, fun, unique play style and Deathwings exactly in right. the past has been let's just sit yep. on objectives and try not to die. It's stale. It's boring. I think this is great for the game. And don't get me wrong. The Deathwing style list is still extremely strong. It didn't. It didn't lose power. It lost scoring ability. That all all the things that brought it to the dance, like the the, the reason it's it's good is because its data slates are jacked, jacked up crazy data slates. All right, you want to jump on space wolves? I love my little space wolves. I'm being, I'm a space wolf player now. I don't know if you know that, but I've been working on my <laughs> space wolf action. I played two games so far, one and one. Nice. I beat Steve's Admech, and they're broken. The, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> I actually I didn't look at all this. Our Jack Rockfuss went down ten. Canis Wolfborn went down ten. Harold Deathwolf went down ten. Ragnar Blackman went down ten. Hounds of Morkai down two. Skyclaws down two. Uh Stormfang down thirty and Stormwolf down yeah. thirty. So not, nothing too significant happened here, if I'm being honest. But I will say, with the new CP changes and the way detachments work and all that, I am more and more tempted to play real Space Wolves instead of successors. Um, I agree. I've been, I've been ex- yeah. experimenting with that. And part of the reason is because you don't spend all your CP on Warlord traits and relics. You take the special characters who are innately awesome and don't cost CP. So all of these guys getting points reductions and that build style does really open up some ideas. It helps, at least. And Skyclaws going down too is lovely. I like Skyclaws. Yeah, did the Skycores get the same treatment as the Assault Marines where their stuff's free? I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I don't think so, but I'll have to it's a, it's all good. that one. If they, if they do, that just even more than merrier, you're probably going to run two, three squads of them then. What you said, though, is, is totally spot on. People want to, you want to crack open your book and check out what your special characters do. Because now, because a lot of special characters come with an, an aura, you know, like a, that is equivalent to a Warlord trait, and they come with, you know, inbuilt relics on their profiles. That's where the value, a lot of value is now. And I'll tell you, all the Space Marine ones just went down. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I can tell you of more than two Space Marine characters that didn't go down. I, I can. It's Samael and you know, whatever. But uh, uh, it's big, is what I'm trying to tell you. Look for look to your special characters to plug some of the holes in your efficacy that you may have lost through Waller trade loss and CP changes. Um, Astro Militarum is up next. An interesting change to Astro Militarum. Uh, so more than any other faction we have seen, they now have um, everything. Every upgrade is free option. They just slapped that like on so many place. different. They've slapped that on so many different units now. Uh, but to, just to be in summary, Yarrick went up five points. He don't deserved know why. it. Yorks, we don't know why. He, he hates orcs, and everybody needs to love orcs, so screw our Yark. It's true. Uh, Lord Commissar went down five. Bulgren went down five. Thank you uh, for that one. That might see them get a bit more play. Special weapon squads went up five, but all their upgrades are free. Same thing I for heavy that. weapon squads and sentinels. Veterans went up five points, but I don't think their war gear is free. I think only the heavy weapon in the upgrade yeah. is free. Um, but I'm not sure yet. That why we're a little a little bit confusing. I love heavy weapon squads, sentinels, and special weapon squads getting free weapons. Not me too, dude. They, they special weapon squads were already good. Heavy weapon squads were yeah. already points efficient, but now it's like you're gonna see them, and they, you should see them. Gardening, gardening, this kind of love. Absolutely, and guard got one really big impactful change in the balanced data slate. You want to touch on it? I don't remember what it is. Armor contempt on their vehicles. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, Lehman Russes with two of saves and armor of contempt. Mm-hmm. That is a bear to take down. Mm-hmm. It still has Toughest a fundamental guard problem oh. where if you touch it, it's not going to shoot you. It's, but if you get tough. yourself in a firefight with them, they're not going to go down. Well, that's the thing. Like you, you talk about how fundamentally the um, the t- some of the tower lists that we'll get to have changed. How some of the even elder, you know, Halo Doom lists have changed. And the elder, your, I mean, your best Halo Doom list, yeah, only had like one, two um, aggressive units that would go out and charge and tap stuff. So that's mostly a firefight game. Like the elder oh, tower yeah, is a firefight. There's a lot of shooting game. in the game. It's actually fairly balanced. Yeah. Can't mix a combat and shooting. And guard can legitimately absolutely win firefights. Now this was a real totally. change for them. Huge like they change. got so many points back and better tanks. Agreed. Well, I feel like your demolisher tank commander. You can put um, uh, what's the the um the plus one save on it. It's got a one up with armor, contempt, toughness, eight, and you just push it forward and make him bring out a bunch of stuff. Try and kill it. Manticores and your other maybe other tank commanders and your special weapons and stuff. Just pick all that stuff up, and we maybe we're seeing a bit more bit of hopefully an astromilitarium time resurgence. They're at like a twenty four percent win rate at the moment. It's actually they're at the bottom of the barrel. So please let's see him rise up. 
Custodies. I, I'd love what to see got? some love here. Custodies, they got hit a little bit harder than one may need. But Trajan Dolores went up 40. He deserved this. He was insane. I asked Jack how much he cost before, and I could not believe what he said. I, I, <laughs> I literally was offended. Dude, he, he was 160 before. I, he, I, he probably deserves to be like 180, 190, not 200, but it, no, 160 was offensive for what he did. 160 was absolutely toxic. Like, he was so good at 160, there was actually an argument about who was better, him or Baharov. And you honestly, know? I think he could cost 220, and I'd be like, hey, let's talk about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and with the with the points changes and, and stuff like that, I still think he's not ubiquitous, but he makes most lists for... He's- yeah, he's still going to be seen at still. 200 yeah. for sure. He really will. Yeah, I, I still think he makes most lists. But and both flavors of contempt to dread went up. So not the Telemons, the Achilles, and the so the spear dread and the Gladys, the sword and board dread, both went up ten points. Um, th- those were the kind of the two best units in that book now, at least yeah. from my from my opinion. I I like that they both went up ten. I think they I, the list that runs like six of these dreadnoughts I think is absurd and needs to not be it's that. I think really a better powerful. way to fix it is kind of limit the number of data sheets somehow. But ten points definitely helps that problem. Well, I honestly, but see, I was hoping that I and this I might be uh, I might be crazy here, but I was hoping there would be a couple of reductions for yeah. They could have used some reductions in the right yeah. spots too. They have a lot of Dude, overpriced stuff. Yeah, with the bodyguard change, wardens can go down. I think they were afraid of helping custodies after they just, you know, yeah. went rampant for a while. Yeah, but it's not unprecedented, you know? Like, they nerfed Drakara and then buffed all the Coven's units at the same time. So I was we trying to see... try to learn from our mistakes, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. All right. Did, uh, nothing, I don't think I need to change the balance slate for custodies. So jumping down to... Oh, my Lord. Um, it combined, combined, these might be the equal of Necrons for how much how much better they got in the game. We've Rock got the Adeptus Sororitas. Let me just take it from the top. Triumph of St. Catherine, down 20. Sacrosins, down 2. Regular Celestians, down 1. Seraphim, down 2. Seraphim, down 2. Castigator, good old Cassie, down 15. Exorcist, down 10. Penitent Engines, down 5. Emulators, down 10. Sisters were in a great spot. Before all these balance state changes, they were already a good army. Then the game changed and they got, they, everyone has secondary shakeup. And sisters have amazing secondary. So they're like, oh, we're already really good. And then the game changes again and now they're cheaper. And then also they got armor condemned. Sisters are crazy pants. I, dude, I totally freaking agree. I cannot believe. So to my mind, sisters have the best or equal best secondary uh, choices in the game. And and their army gets those secondaries so well and so effectively. And now you're telling me all their best units just went down. I mean, the only the only great unit that they have that didn't go down is Repentia. Thank you very much, G-Dub. But Zephyrum, Seraphim were already absolutely cranked. Celestines, um, having, not having armor contempt, but now being cheaper. Like, dude, they're just winners across the board, yeah? I, I don't even know where you start with this. Like, sisters... Sisters might legitimately be the best army in the game. I I can't disagree. I can't I can't argue with them now being an S tier army. Definitely, um, definitely. Usually, I have to wait for proof of an army to to, to being good. We're, like we're I here have for to wait the for hot the, takes, Adam. Yeah, oh, it's the hottest take. They're best in the game. Best you've ever seen. Best in the world. Um, sisters, uh, <laughs> did they get it? Did they get touched in the balance slate at all? I don't think so. I'll admit, I, had, I just got back from the beach like 20 minutes ago, and I don't oh, have the balance data sheet on the brain. So, well, oh, it was it was a much needed beach tape. In all honesty, this is unbroken. This isn't an extensive. It could have been a podcast well, you, network outing. Really? Oh, geez, we need to do that. That is the thing we, we need to do. do. That. Um, yeah. But this isn't, unfortunately, this isn't the extensive like line by line review because we've just got a little bit too much to pack in because we're trying to do the points and the slate. So we're just hitting the high points, the big, the big keynote changes oh, from each faction. The big, the big kahunas on here. Next up is Nids. And so whilst there was a lot of green, there was only green. Like nothing went up for Sisters. They only went down. Two Nids is the opposite. Everything only went up. And good on them because they they've had their time in the sun. And I'm a Tier Nids player, but holy crap, they were they are disgusting prior to these changes. They've had their three months. Let's let's give them their fair whack. And I don't think Tier Nids are dead by any means. Like the faction is not dead. Um, so they've got some balanced data sheet changes as well as some heavy points increases. So let's just go so, through it. Points wise, we have twenty points more on on tyrants. So all the on your hive tyrant flavors, including the swarm lord, yeah. for some reason, um, five, up five on warriors, up fifty on the malaceptor. Um, oh, they deserved it. Oh, absolutely did. Ten on the pyrovores, five on the raveners, fifteen on all card and effects versions, including old one eye for some reason. Thirty on the exocrines. Who I don't know who the exocrine was hurting. I don't know. I don't know who who bad touched anybody with the exocrine, but it's paying for some sin. Um, 
Tyrannocytes up by 10, Harpy is up by 15, in addition to being up to heavy venom cannons costing 10 more, and the Hive Crane's up by 10 as well. So there's a couple of things I'm extrapolating from this change. Um, in that I think the hive I think old one eye and swarm lord went up because I think if they didn't and the hive tyrants and it went up, then the swarm lord becomes overvalued, if that makes sense. I, I think Tyranids in general are gonna have to completely redesign how they approach the game. The points increases are one thing and they suck for in certain thing cases like the mouse hunter. I don't know that you're gonna see mouse hunters anymore. Nah, harpies, I, I don't know if you're gonna see harpies as much, um, like at all. But maybe they're still good. Um, Vexes, maybe you don't spam them out. Tyrant deserved it. Ravener's still good. Pyrovore is probably not seen like nine of them if you saw that before. Mm. Um, overall, I, I like it. I feel like Exegrins took an, an, an unneeded points nerf. But Me too. The big changes are their secondary game is really weak. They have some of the worst codex secondaries. Yes that exist and your rulebook secondaries aren't too helpful like before so they're really gonna ironically struggle to adapt ha! to the new secondary changes well perfect segue because the whole see this this change actually i, I do not like because it undoes a total core tenant and um mechanic this one i've seen is super polarizing some people oh, love yeah. it some people hate it so the whole point of the book was that you have a faction bonus. So you take Leviathan, Leviathan has two dot points. One of those dot points can be changed out at the start of the game to be the adaptive portion, and you can swap it out for uh, some things from different trees. You now can't do that. You just have to pick your trait on your list, and you're stuck with it. I don't like this change. I, I really don't, because it feels like it's one of the, the core flavor points of the codex, like the core build build uh, points of the codex, and I think it takes away more than it, it it should. But how do you how do you feel about it? Are you are you which side of the street are you on? I don't like from a flavor perspective how they've done it because I do like the idea of Tyranids adapting to their opponents, but I think adapting to your opponents is an incredibly powerful rule. So they they didn't do a good job balancing it, and their solution was to just nix it. I hate that solution. I hate the problem. I, I want a better job done. Fair, dude. They're totally fair. I'm not quite sure. I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around what the the synaptic imperative change is. I think it reads that while your wars on the battlefield unit from your army have, have a synaptic imperative ability, depending on which. So I think I think that way I'm reading between the lines there. And please forgive me if I'm getting this wrong. There is it's a bit of a crunchy wording. Is that if your warlord is dead, you lose all synaptic imperatives? That's true as well. Yeah. So and and your hive tyrant must be your warlord. That's another yeah. bit of balance that she rule. That one doesn't yeah. really matter. You're taking hive tyrants and warlord, whatever. But uh. If he dies, you know, it does matter. It's big, dude. If you alpha strike, now there's a big target on the head of your warlord. You alpha strike him, and one of the hugest, you know, hugest build points of your army goes away as well. It gives Tyrant Guard real purpose to bodyguard your Tyrant. Yeah. Oh, oh they are they're 100% necessary. You can't not take Tyrant Guard anymore. Uh, but yeah, Tyranids got hit uh, pretty hard. They got hit. I, I don't as know. Like, where do you think Tyranids landed? Like, so obviously. Last week, they were winning every GT there was. Maybe they were struggling with Tau at some places. But for the large part, they're the menace on the streets. So where do you think they landed? I think they're fine in A tier. I just think they're no longer broke anymore. They they pay pretty fairly for their really good data sheets now. Like 30 points for Warriors and stuff, and, and the Raveners and the, the Pyrovores. Pyrovores are probably mostly gone. I think they're fine. They're fair. I think the... Yeah, they're still strong. They're still strong, but they're not, they're not they're overdone. Gonna, I think they're going to be a bit of a gatekeeper. Me too. I think their gonna... secondary game keeps them from cracking into the top tables and really winning events, but I think their stat lines are going to win a lot of games for them. That's right. They can stats check you with all, especially with all the Leviathan stuff still being just as potent. Um, if Leviathan supplement goes away anytime soon, they're going to see another rethink or rebalance. But I'm I'm excited to see more little bugs. I think I think there's a place for the little bugs now. Yeah, it's going to require Horn. some some new direction with the team redesign. Book. Yeah. Um, Tau is up next. Tau got hit too. It wasn't just here. It's getting some slap arounds. We've got quite a series of nerfs here. So commanders, including all suit variations, went up ten. Cold Star's third yep. plasma rifle also went up five. So you know they had the escalating points best based on how many of the same weapon options you take. The third plasma rifle went up. Ethereals, including special characters, all up twenty. Every list of ethereals now it sucks more to run them. That's a lot. And the biggest reason that's a lot is because the ethereal just went up in value with the CP generation because you're gonna need more. You, well, you have all the CP. Pay for, pay for the and value increase, you know. It's now inflation. you're paying 20 more points for it. It's inflation. <laughs> it's running rampant. <laughs> we got crisis suits going up 10 per model. People ran like 18 of these things. That sucks. I know. 180 straight off. Airburst up 5, Plasma up 5, Iridium Armor up 5. Literally all the stuff you took, make it cost more. Oh, I, understand, I understand the Plasma going up. I don't understand Me the too. Airburst going up. That seems, like, that seems like a fix from a couple months ago. Yeah. 
I like the plasma going up five. I think the suit body probably should have went up five, not ten. Yeah. Honestly, I've seen Tao do really gross things by just taking tons of suits and putting plasma guns on them. So I like Agreed. that they directly addressed it. Mm, me too. But see, once again, I, I had the same issues I said with the Raveners and the Warriors. I don't mind if you want to take a 25-point nothing warrior with just siding talents. I think that's fine. If No, no gun and 25 points. You want to buy a gun? Two or three points. You want to buy a despiter? Five points. Um, this is what I thought I wanted them to do with crisis suits. Maybe up five points on the chassis, and then price more of the guns appropriately. Like a couple of points on on cyclics, a couple of points on plasmas, a couple of points on you know everything. And then they've already got the inbuilt mechanics to punish people from spamming by having the incremental points changes. Like make the first one reasonable cost. The second one absurdly uh, absurdly expensive, and just make people you know be more dynamic with it, not just have the spam out. Because you, you see, you, I'd say two or three units of five with double plasmas. On, on on at least two two of their units of five and you're just like it's just nuts yeah it's crazy i, I i'm fine with it as a non-tau player but i feel that tau players are gonna have to really not to spam out crisis suits and you know what that it's fine that was the only thing your codex can do i'm sorry that you that it is gone hopefully you get some help in other areas and there's other things this codex can do can i introduce you to your new lord and safety the hammerhead I think this just shifted the needle, you know, instead of scanning crises, yeah. now you take multiple hammerheads. And I, I know agree. Richard Siegler, he's, he's been pretty silent on the event front, but he's been brewing some tower armies that really don't spam any crises and they have been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I we mean, I have a lot I'm, of that in the war room. We're going to, so literally we're going to through this, for those who don't know what part two is going to be, we're going to go through this same list um, from top to bottom that we just did, except we're going to be talking about the new list archetype to go along with these points. What does the new list for this faction look like? Um, so uh, Crisis Bodyguards went up 5, Broadsides went up 10 for some reason. I thought they were just fine the way they were. Um, the Storm Searches went up 70. Children's, uh, dude, yeah. dude, I don't understand. People are still complaining like, about, oh, they're 400 points, this is awful. I still compare them to an Imperial Knight, and the Storm Surge they're wins on great. every comparison. They're still great. Uh, Maybe uh, don't spam three of them. Good, you shouldn't have in the first place. Exactly. But every level of the comparison, they are 400 points now. I pay 450 for like a, a one-gun fist knight, yeah? And the Storm Surge wins every single level of the comparison. They, they're more durable because they're perma-4+. plus. They shoot just as good, but they have more buffs to their shooting. They're, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Um, the Shield Drone's up 3, Gun Drone's up 2. This is actually really impactful, yeah? Yeah, I mean, Tal Armies ran about a fair, like a lot of drones. Not like somewhere around, like somewhere around 50, yeah. Yeah, like 15, just, 20 yeah. zones. Like this is this is sizable. Tower armies. If you just ran the tower army like you used to, you probably went up to three hundred points here. It's crazy. It's yeah, it, exactly right. Well, I had, a, I had a mate tell me that uh, Ogden's list, the one with the eighteen, so the three units of five, he's probably uh, five hundred. Dude, literally like crazy. I think it was four hundred and sixteen or so, four hundred eighteen yeah, or something. Crazy. Right. Uh, absolutely um, so, nuts. Yeah, he deserved that. <laughs> he did. He absolutely. He knows what he did. They get any changes in the data slate? I don't think they did. I don't think so. I think that these points. Yeah. I, I don't think this ruined Tau as a faction. I think this is going to make people have to take things besides just crisis suits. And the whole game changed around them, so I have no idea. We're doing a tier list on Tuesday. It's tier list Tuesday. To try to nice. rank all these different armies. So I'm really excited to see where they think where Siegs thinks Tau is. If you, if you were uh, the, the player who just went oops all battle suits and you still want to be a Tau player, you're about to d discover that it's actually an extremely deep faction with a bunch of different players. You can, you can just pivot. Um, Admech is up next. Rustock is down one. Fulgurites and Corpus Gray Priest is down one. Service Raiders down two. None of this matters. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it sounds like none of this matters, and I, I do really agree with you. If These are all units you, you took, though. So If you share a house with Richard oh. Siegler, this matters a little bit. <laughs> okay, lem, lem, that is true. I, that's why I'm saying this matters, because Siegler's all like, I have ideas for Admech, let's battle on Tuesday, and I'm like, okay, all right. Oh, no. So we're playing oh, a game no. on Tuesday, that's in the war, and we'll see what Admech are made of. But yeah, you, this you is don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear much. Richard come, like, comes out of his cave, and he's like, you... I'm playing Admech against you, and you're like, no, he's got a good, he's got a good idea. I don't like this. This feels I'm bad. Getting, I'm getting I'm paired in, in the Siegs as all of his old armies just resurging. I got Necrons the other day. Now I'm getting Admech. Oh boy, love it. Yeah. So, well, in real, in reality, Leveron took two or three into Rustalkers, so you're saving, you know, possibly twenty points ish per unit if you took the max. Uh, and and then you people still took like two two units of three uh, service raiders. There's a nice twelve points there. So maybe you're saving about fifty points. Um, optimistically, but no data slate help is the issue for Admech, and they they really struggle with. Well, they they don't kill anything anymore, which is really surprising. Um, but in melee, they kill just fine. But their their two major bits of like all their screen clear and all their um 
their density shots, as in their low their low quality high density shots, don't do anything. You know, rend one bunch of ranger shots or rend zero strength three shots from Vanguard. They just don't do they don't scratch the sides, unfortunately. But orcs. Orcs. Orcs are an army that did change quite a lot of beta. Do you want to talk about <laughs> the points, or do you want to talk about the the elephant in I'll, the room, the why? I'll, I'll do the points, and you can take away with the rest. Kill rigs down twenty points. This is a, this is amazing. They're undoing the nerfs that they put upon them. I think they know they went too far last time. Now, um, boys are down one. Storm boys are down one. Looters are down one. Tank buses are down one. What's big here is that the boys and the storm boys, which are units you took almost in every army, had like. 10 to 15 storm boys, two units of 10 boys, truck boys, whatever. Um, so minimum, there's some points reductions here for the things you are going to take. But the big stuff comes from the balance slate. Take it away, brother. Yeah, so the WOG was already a really good mono-faction. Like, actually, orcs really built on their WOG. What it used to do. You popped it, it's a once-per-game thing. Uh, on the turn you call it, your army gets advance and charge and plus one attack. And then the following turn, your army retains plus one attack. So you, you basically get a super boosted turn and then like a not-a-bad follow-up turn. Same idea, except now, the turn you call it, your army gets that plus one attack, the advance and charge. Also, you get a plus one strength, which is very nicely nice. appreciated. And uh, five of invulnerable save on your entire army. <laughs> it is so big, man. It is so it is freaking big. All, orcs are a big, uh, I'm going to dump all this pressure into your army in one turn and say, you can't really deal with this fast enough. And by the time you finally do, I have racked up like 90 points on primary dude. and secondaries. And you're, you have like six because you've been in your points on the entire time. And now one third of them less die. It's Dude, just orcs, crazy. Orcs on good terrain just got terrifying. Just got actually terrifying. Orcs, like, period, got terrifying. They were an yeah. army that was like, it, they're very binary in a way where they're like, they do their thing and they go all in on it and it works or it doesn't. And it's just a now crumple, it's just that much better at working. It's just a crumple, be crumped life for an orc, you know? There's, there's, yeah. there's only, there's, in WTC terms, there's only 20s and zeros. <laughs> you know? Exactly that. Um, the, yeah, but this is huge, man. And then in the second turn um, of the war, they have a six-up invulnerable save. Yeah, so, so it's not even like, it's just straight up better. Like period. Straight up better. Just the whole army straight up got more durable on the two turns of the game where you have the agency to decide the matchup. I mean, it's I can't overstate how big a change this is. It's not as big as the protocols for Necrons or you know some of the sisters' points changes to their best units or even possibly the Blood Angel stuff. But this is the biggest quality of life improvement in a single rule change that I've seen in a long time. To just be like, hey, the whole thing you build your army around, your war turns, you're getting stuck in, you're closing the gap, you now are just blanket one-third more durable. One-third of your, more of your boys are going to make it. I think it's amazing. You know, Very clever yeah, as well. No, I, I love it. I think it's a great change. Overall, I think this entire points data sheet was a, was a massive success. Of course, there's going to be individual hits or misses, but like they really shook up the meta and they fixed a lot of problems in both directions. All right, so next up, uh, no CSM points changes in this book at all, no Chaos or Imperial Knights changes, and I don't think there's any Grey Knight changes either, but there's two more we need to touch on. Death Guard, my dude. Now, I know you are on this hype train, so feel free to hit the I am hyped. Oh, yeah. No, Death Guard got the love they have needed. Oh, my God. Mortarian down 40 makes him actually palatable, like, and he's a unique model that only does, he does something nothing else in Death Guard can do, so he's actually very good now. I'm going to play Caster down five. That's great. You wanted one. This is better. Plague Marines. <laughs> this is better. <laughs> Seriously. All upgrades free on Plague Marines. Let me tell you how ridiculously long that data sheet is. It's like 25 bullet points on there. It, it took me like nuts. half an hour with a notepad to figure out the, the optimal kit. It's So I'm running two plasma guns, two blight launchers, two frails of corruption, and it's, this is all in time, man. Fails, two, of, cor fails of corruption. <laughs> frails. Frails. The plague, plague frails. Um, this is a Mark Berry special. Um, I got two guys with the, I think they're Mesa Contagions, the the D6 damage ones. Um, and then I have Champion has a Plaza Gun and a Power Fist. It's ridiculous. And then Guy uh, has the three damage, I think, Plague Mace. I don't know what they're called, but there's amazing. It's such, that's 110 points of upgrades I get for free. And I take Value. like four or five 10 mans, and it, it's just Dude, amazing. You're just playing 2.4K games and against everybody my else. list i played against caesar yeah. day was 540 points more expensive last week is it really weird that so all the mechanized units went down right the blight haulers yeah, we're not I even mean, done yet so somewhere some so in like some dark dungeon uh, you know don Hooson rubs his hands together in bleed. <laughs> right. um he's just like my time has come um, but yeah how does this really affect the the play style of the army well, hold on. We're not even done yet. We got Poxwalkers oh, going down one, Blightlord's oh, going down two, Death Shroud's going down five. 
Yeah, that's Load good. drones going down 15. You actually needed that. You needed something fast that yeah. didn't suck. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> fast and didn't suck. Dollars. Exactly <laughs> My guards are not that high for Death Guard, but they're hitting them. Mephetic Play Dollar down 10. That's cool. Labor Scholars down 15. That actually really helps. I, I think you actually do take Labor Scholars again. I actually like them the Flamers. Um, yeah. I, like, yep. I, I genuinely like three Blow Drones, three Labor Scholars, all packing Flamers just being a thing. Well, Especially in the, in the, I think it's, I forget which one it's called, but the Contagion that gives you an extra AP. That one's yeah, super good. Yeah. Well, you think about the uh, the PBCs now. They're Toughness 8, minus 1 damage, 5 plus Involt, Armor of Contempt. Like, that's a great They're profile. Tough. They're actually this Dude. is all this army is so tough. The whole army is minus one damage, armor of contempt, and there's a lot of it. I like to run ferryman also with a 12 inch aura of rotten stem yeah. shots off your foul blade yep. spawn, so you just can't charge this army. It's oh, crazy. so good. I'm um, happy yeah. your plague marine units going. Are you just putting 10 mans and rhinos? 10, 10, 10, 10, Dude. 10. You get that's the best way to optimize the free upgrades. So you get oh. these. And also, at that point, you can really take casualties and, and not even lose your effectiveness. Because I, I really like to pull my Blight Launchers and my Plasma Guns on the way up the field, shoot with them early, then they get killed. Yes, yes. Then I get exactly there, right. I have all these combat weapons just destroying stuff. And then all the inverse, you're in a shooting matchup, you're not going to be able to right. close distance fast enough. You just pick out all the melee weapons, it doesn't matter. They're right. all free yeah. anyway, so who cares? Free, you just pick the ones you, you, so cool. the ones you need. It's such, a, it's such a huge quality of life improvement, right? It really is. It doesn't... It sounds broken, and then it also kind of sounds not that amazing, because it doesn't change like how many units you take or anything and then you play it and you're like no this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> you'd love to hear it that's another one up there with necrons up there with um sisters. Yeah, zero to hero I'm, death guard out yeah here. i'm not sure if they're cracking the s tier though I, i'm pretty sure i'll just be happy to see them I like think they're just in. good i think they're yeah, just, they're good. just i just want to see them that's, just solid that's fine yeah. let them be just good that's better than they've been for a year everyone or two. everyone just wants to be good like no one wants to be amazing yeah. everyone should be just good uh t suns have some changes to rubrics right yeah so they got a few changes so magnus went down 30 that's eh, cool if you want to cool. run Magnus. Yes. Yeah. I um, wish it was a little little Rubik's a little easier. Got some stuff. They got more flamers going down three points each, which makes taking a bunch of those a lot more uh lovely. Soul Reaper Cannon down five. If you wanted a Soul Reaper Cannon, now it's easier to take it. All of your other upgrades are free. So this is like if you want to take the banners in your squads, which you always yep. take the banners in your yes, squads dude, for more yeah. points. This is free. Again, quality of life for Rubik's, much like Plague Marines. Rubik's don't have 110 points of war gear like Plague Marines do, so this is not spectacular. But this is nice. Like, Ruby Rings are what your Thousand Suns are made of, and you're going to take yeah. them, and you're better so, now. Um, so, uh, it's been pointed out by a couple of people now that T-Suns are, are getting a little bit of the sleeper treatment when people are talking about, oh, the CP changes and blah, 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 blah. They usually run a battalion, and Cabal points usually do stratagem-like effects, right? Yeah. So, I think you, everyone else lost their strats, but you can still do, like, stratagem-like sh crap all the time. And you're telling me that all the icons are free now as well. So you're just getting real good quality of life. Absolutely. Really good, man. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, I love where both these factions are. I love that Death Guard got a bit of love though. Death Guard just yeah. needed it so badly. But now they've like Obsec on all their Terminators still like this. There's a lot of lot to like about Death Guard, I think. Yeah, I'm very excited for, for all of Chaos between this Death Guard, Thousand Suns getting love, and the new Chaos Space Marine book. All oh. I'm missing is demons, and then the year of chaos is complete. I want to trade a guard book. I want to trade a guard, but but here in the new CSM book, you can run like a, an old cultist army. So maybe that's good enough. Yeah. Well, this is this is what we usually do after one of these. We usually have a two system rating metric for when we rate our document by GW. It's usually we rate it as um, how good is it one to ten um, for the player base of of the of forty k. I think this is a very good eight for the player base. I was this is called it. I was eight. Eight for the player yeah. race. People I think are gonna, some well. people are going to be like a little miffy tiffy. Like, why did my GSC not change? Why did my demons that's, not change? I don't love that. I, literally, that's why here. I took off two points because there's literally nothing for demons, nothing for GSC. It cost you two points, you know? <laughs> you know, Yeah, but, it cost but, uh, you two, two points. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of good stuff going on, uh, so I can I can get with that. Yeah, I think this is absolutely knocked it out of the park. This is the best one I've seen. Just put just put it plainly. And the only reason it's not perfect is, like I said, from a mission. Because once again, GSC are struggling. There, the, the thing is, though, GSC have a perfect book. They have like the perfect ninth edition book. It's too fair. It's a little bit too reasonable. Well, it's, you know? it's actually literally like they didn't change it because it's like getting a fifty percent win rate. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's right on the money. It's where, where they want everyone else to be. Yeah, it's um, like hard but, to play. It it. It like rewards you for getting better at the game. It's it's what it's flavorful. I understand why they didn't touch it, but I hate that they didn't touch it. I mean, like demons, they could literally have gone into the demons thing and Don't just been like, "Get me started!" On oh demons, my god, why? No. Why did demons I can get only nothing? assume that the year of chaos that is finally starting to be here. I have a five hour long chaos review with Jack that I just got through. Um, I can only assume that demons are so shortly on the horizon, and if not, yeah, well, 
they, we were just going to do something about that. <laughs> like, they could literally have gone into this data slate and been like, all demon units plus one to their inborn save. Wouldn't have changed that much. It would actually not have changed that much. They'd still be bad. They'd, they'd still wouldn't, they'd still be like, oh, they'd be off the bottom now, off the bottom of the tier list, but they still wouldn't be like crushing it in ARS. Or I'm, just, I'm just going to say they need love. They need love. They need okay. so much love. So much love. Anyway, we're going to wrap this episode up. Dude, thank you so much for the, helping me with the review, dude. Hopefully, we did it justice. I know it wasn't the perfect like line-by-line line one, but honestly, that would that would take us literally another hour on top of this. I, I and, think uh, this is this is a solid review. I'm really proud to be here for your 100th episode. Adam, oh, my but, dude. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what I wanted to do instead. I wanted to just be like, thank you so much. This is the celebration of 100 episodes on this show. I'm starting it with the guy. So I'm, I'm doing 100 episodes with the guy I started the whole thing with. Remember what it was? It was me and you uh, reviewing was a Harlequins, the Harlequin White Dwarf. That's right. That's right. That's oh, the first dude. Uh, it seems like so long ago when the Pivotal Rolls first landed. Oh, my, God. Oh, my Lord. Um, guys, thank you so much for everyone who's been with us through the journey. It's only going to get bigger and better from here. I've got some uh, crazy good ideas for some more content and some other little bits and pieces shows, maybe. We'll see. Um, but my absolute honor and pleasure. Thank you for everyone who's given us support, everyone who's ever given me a dollar um, to help me put this show on every week. It really makes all the difference in the world knowing that people are willing to give you a couple of bucks to listen to you. And it really gets you out of bed some days being like, oh, I have subscribers. I got to do the show. I got to put on a good show. You know, it's a real big impetus. So please jump over and subscribe. If you'd like to support me and throw a couple of bucks, because I, I really appreciate it deeply. It is, it, it's necessary. I, I don't know many people, and I don't know if I could have kept doing this like three hours a week, every week, all hours of the week, all hours of the night, whatever, every, you know, for almost two years um, without amazing people every week being like, keep up the good work. I love the part two. Thank you so much for all the extra content. Um, yeah, you guys are all phenomenal, all amazing. I love each and every one of you. I love you too, Nick. You're, you're an you amazing too, friend right? of mine, an amazing we, support. I, I love how close we've gotten over the years of getting to know each other me, working on this project. Me it's, too. it's been a pleasure. I'm going to get to hang out with you. Will be. I'm going to to hang out with you in Belgium soon. It's going to be sick. I'm so excited. Uh, we're going to go record part two. We're going to run down the same the same list of factions we just did, and we're going to reel off the new archetypes, the new build archetypes, the little learnings for each faction. Um, can't wait to do it. Hope to see you there once again. Love you all. Thank you again for 100 episodes of amazingness um, with an incredible community and incredible support. You guys are all fantastic. And yeah, my absolute honor to bring you. I, 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 I maybe someone will go back and add up how many hours of content I've produced in 100 episodes i bet you it's freaking horrific like hundreds of hundreds maybe even across a thousand i don't know um but my dude i love you gonna leave you see you on part two i hope you'll join us there guys take care and look after yourselves good night thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.